I do not need to see Freddy dry humping a chalkboard. Just fuck that shit. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Or do you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Yeah! What are you on? Looks like a frying pan and some eggs to me. Children of the night. What music they make. Just a About being killed. Candy the final girl. The map says we're fucked. <laughs> and I'm Shaun of the Dead. Hey Spence, let's trip out. <laughs> and this is the house that screams. Tonight we are talking about the 1991 film Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. We have Erica Wright. No screaming while the bus is in motion. <laughs> <laughs> We have Crystal. Now I'm playing with power. (laughs) And we have Dave German. Look, uh, do you have any um, uh, caffeine pills or coffee? Maybe some Coke? I meant the soda. (laughs) (laughs) So this film was my pick. So I'm just going to go off on um, and and take off running. I really love this movie and I'm, I just might as well come right out and say it. And I know that like, as a Freddy fan, other Freddy fans are disappointed in me for this. And you know, <laughs> I, I just, I have, it, it's one of those memories. Like we talk about films that we have like these, these strong, like emotional attachments to like uh, from the time period in our life or, you know, I was in fucking junior high when this came out. You know, and um, it was just like I had been a Freddy fan for so long at that point. Well, what felt like a long time, you know what I'm saying? Like years, I guess, um, since I was a kid, like little kid. But like this one was like right at the right time in my life. And it was so exciting. I had a crush on Breckenmeyer. This was his first film who played Spence, the stoner guy. Um, it, there were there were a lot of cool cameos. There were a couple that weren't fucking cool. But uh, Alice Cooper, uh, let's not talk about, let's just talk about Alice Cooper, the performer. We're going to separate the art from the artist. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, Alice Cooper, because, you know, I, rem- I remember reading about it in Fangoria that he had a cameo and, you know, he ended up playing like his abusive foster dad, uh, you know, Freddy's and um, they're, they're I, but the, but the one that really fucking pisses me off. And I agree with absolutely everyone about this point is the Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Like that was just not necessary. I mean, we got Johnny Depp who also let's separate that. um, Cause I don't fucking like Johnny Depp, but, um, but him showing back up. I mean, he, you know, he went on to, you know, he started in the first nightmare on Elm street, 
And he's so fucking famous by the time, you know, this like A-list actor. And they didn't think that he would actually come back for a cameo. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to do this. So that was kind of cool. And I like, you know, because there was those commercials at the time, you know, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? And he smacks him in the face with the fucking <laughs> frying pan. Yeah, what are you on? Um, it, Looks like know, a frying perfect. pan and some eggs to me. Right. So <laughs> yeah. it, it was like, you know, that that's so Freddy, you know, it's so Freddy for him to do that. Um, I don't mind that this went a little bit more, you know, kind of gonzo than the other films, you know, Freddie at this point was so, you know, after dream warriors where the quipping was probably the best, it, it got progressively crazier. And this is just peak insanity with the quips and the, the crazy shit. Like they walk into the school, you know, in 1492, Freddie sailed the ocean blue. And I'm just like, okay. Uh, I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> Um, and they're all like, oh, what happened to all the children? I mean, it's just, it feels so surreal, but I do love, it has these perfect moments. Like, you know, when I, I quoted the, the map says we're fucked, um, you know, the fact that they just keep driving and taking turns and driving and they're just going in, in circles. Um, and we do get some pretty cool death scenes in this one. Um, like Carlos's death, like that, that actually makes me uncomfortable, you know? some of the most vulnerable parts, like we talk about this with Fulci with the eyeballs, like your ears and your fingernails and your eyes are what make people the most uncomfortable. And here's the perfect use of those finger knives. You know, he takes that chalkboard and he keeps expanding it. So we've got the comedy and it keeps getting bigger and he's just like, no, 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 no. And then he, you know, it's great. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I love that. Um, yeah. That Kodo is in this from alien. Mm -hmm as doc you know that was cool and i love the character of tracy she's just like a bad bitch and we understand why but um you know she's she's uh she's a wannabe taryn we'll put it that way um but unlike taryn uh she survives so that's pretty cool i don't know i'm just rambling uh, i know there's a lot to cover but i just wanted to express my love i get the complaints but they don't bother me Except for the Rosanna Tom Arnold. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so I will well, seed the floor. Well, I'll hop in real quick. Um, and just want to point out, you were talking about how, um, you know, Taryn died, um, but Tracy didn't. No women die in this. Which yes. I didn't even, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. I didn't even realize I was going through the trivia and, and I saw that. And I, I had to stop and think for a second. I'm like, what? Really? Unless no. you count um, her mother. Right. True. But we don't well, really yeah, see you don't, that yeah, on you screen. don't really see that. Um and and Freddie doesn't even use his glove to kill anybody. Um, which, you know, is, is another thing that shocked me that I had to think about for a second. Um, but I will hop in real quick. Um I think I saw this. I tried to rack my brain. A lot of the movies we do, I have these memorable moments in my head, like these capsules that are locked in that I remember how old I was or where I was or when I was when I saw it. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember. So I'm going to say maybe 13 or 14, 93 or 94 uh, when I saw this. But I remember being super pumped about it because I was getting Fangoria at the time. And I remember seeing it and I'm like, 
oh my God, another Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's dead. Like, this is going to be, you know, end all, be all of Nightmare on Elm Street. This is going to be fucking awesome. And this movie is batshit insane um, as far as, you know, Freddy's charismatic level. Like, I the Freddy that I love now, I love Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, that was a huge favorite of mine as a kid. But the Freddy that I love is the comical, wisecracking, funny Freddy. And he, this is him at his most extreme. But this, like, I, I honestly feel like the story for this movie is weak as fuck. And I think that that's what hurts it the most. I think Robert England does a fantastic job as Freddy. I don't mind the the wisecracking, you know, goofball uh, Freddy. When I was getting ammunition for uh, shitty reviews, the thing that I saw most was Looney Tunes. That this was <laughs> the Looney Tunes Nightmare on Elm Street, and and I get it, and and I will agree with that. Um, but I don't necessarily find that to be a bad thing only because I mean this far into Nightmare on Elm Street I'm not taking these movies seriously just like with the the Friday the 13th movies like you can throw all the bad acting you want in there like I'm in it for the kills and when I watch Nightmare on Elm Street I'm in it for Freddy and I don't care about anything else I mean I made it through Dream Master and Dream Child and I hated both of those but the kills in those were great um and I thought the kills in this were great. The, the Carlos death, Robert England says it's his favorite Freddy kill. And I've got to say it's, I think it's mine too. That and the cockroach one in, um, what was that? Was that the first dream? one? Yeah. yeah dream that Master. was four. I love the cockroach death. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the story in this is not that great. Um, going through the trivia, I saw that Peter Jackson, had written a uh, draft for this mm-hmm. and the <laughs> I like his idea by the way that idea yeah, is a, is one that I really wanted to see where Freddy has been in the dream universe so long that he's grown weak and the kids have these drug-induced slumber parties where they go into their dreams to kick the shit out of him like <laughs> I would be fucking in that. for that. that yeah, I want to see. see. Them, I want to see them huddle around him like at the beginning of um, A Clockwork Orange, just right. knocking the shit out of him. He's on the ground. That's what I want to see. Well, and I, also, yeah, they had like a a policeman in that a script that was in a coma, so he was always there. Yeah, well, I'm that like, was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they had the dream police. There was another script with the dream police. Oh my god, that's a cheap It was gonna, it was gonna be Joey, Taryn, yeah. and Kincaid, and they were gonna be the dream police interesting yeah it just that shit insane but seeing I, jennifer rubin again that would have been badass yeah i think i think where this script falls apart where the story for this falls apart is that they originally were going to have this tied into uh dream child and that this was going to be a continuation of that and that john doe was going to be what was the kid's name in in um jacob jacob that john doe was going to be jacob and they decided not to go that route and they they rewrote the script but you can see little like telltale signs of it because like 
I don't know. I had, I had, I had it in my head. I, re- I read it not too long before we got on here. Um, so if it, if it pops back into my head, I'll, I'll get back to it. But, but you can see that there, there are pieces of it that is kind of left over from that story that I don't think they knew what to do with. So they were like, well, we'll just, you know, kind of figure it out on the way. Um, but the whole like confusion about if he's, Freddie's child or is Maggie Freddie's child and like that I don't know I don't know where they were what they were trying to do with it and where they were going with it but I I could care less about the story it was for me it was all about Freddie's kills okay um who would like to go next <sighs> I I guess I can um got my wine here <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly when I watched this. I just know it was in my mid-teens. I had been obsessed with the Freddy films for quite a while, but they were not allowed in my household. So um, for a while, it seemed like of all of the Elm Street movies, it was just Freddy's Dead that was running regularly on cable TV yeah. for quite a while. So at one point, I was like really pumped to watch it because my parents were out of the house. And I'm like, finally... I'm going to get to see one of these Nightmare on Elm Street movies <laughs> and just gosh fucking darn it. Um, I, I watched it. I, you know, requested a lobotomy afterward to <laughs> forget the movie. And then I requested a second lobotomy, but unfortunately I still remember most of the details. This is the only time when I have flat out refused to, rewatch one of the movies on our list for the podcast because i remember way too many fucking details and bits of dialogue from this movie i do not need to see it again i never (laughs) want to see this movie ever again um (laughs) that's gonna be me next week i've only saw i saw it once when it came out in theaters i'm like do i really have to watch it again uh yeah it's that one isn't gonna be a fun one for me either but i feel like i do have to watch that one again because honestly i forgot a lot of freddy versus jason i just didn't think it was that memorable i just remember anger yeah kind of yeah but this i don't know freddy's dead just pissed me off in so many ways and it, it did have kernels of like an interesting concept here or there like some of the actors you know would have been fine i mostly just feel bad for them being in this um i absolutely hated the kills um i wanted them to be scary i wanted the the surreal quality that most of the death scenes had in any of the previous movies and it just wasn't there and it really is a looney tunes thing and if i wanted to see that style of death scene in a horror movie i would watch the crap ass terror tunes movies because those totally have this style of but with more gore so i mean actually the terror tunes death scenes are better than the ones we get in freddy's dead in my opinion i do not need to see freddy dry humping a chalkboard just <laughs> fuck that shit. forgot about that <laughs> yeah. yeah or do you <laughs> Yeah, it was like, oh, no, uh, no, no. I forgot about that. The, the giant Q-tip through the ear part was the only part of that sequence that was okay, because that does seem painful, but, like, everything else about it was stupid. And even at the time, like, you know, like, not even thinking about PC implications, because it is, like, 
he is just picking on this kid because he's deaf. Like that's the whole <laughs> line or whatever. Yeah. But, like even even before thinking of like being more sensitive about disabilities, I just thought the whole setup was dumb. I thought that was a like just a dumb thing to do. Like, eh, there's just nothing else about this character. That's him being hearing impaired as his defining characteristic, and that's it. I was just like, eh. Yeah. Oh, ableism. How we love you. And oh, it yeah. Was, <laughs> and, and it's I real quick, I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to say what I what I was thinking of is it says uh the evidence for John possibly being Jacob or as they had were working on that with the script was the scene where uh, when Spencer got sucked into the TV and he was Looney Tunes bouncing head through the ceiling um, that oh, yeah. Jacob, Jacob said he could enter Spence's dream. Now that was an ability that Alice had yeah. and that if, and that if he was Jacob, he could have possibly inherited that. Apparently that was going to be the plan for the original script was that he was going to be Jacob and he was going to have the same ability that Alice had to be able to. Yeah. That would explain dreams. Yeah. That would explain some of the, the stuff where it's like, Oh, just suddenly you're going to ignore the rules of the previous films. Like everyone now has the ability to just enter into other people's dreams. Fine. Um, although Tracy does it too, and she says that she can do it because of meditation and yeah, yeah like, like Doc, Doc Totter. Doc Totter, yeah. Because he had he had the poster of like the yeah. dream demons and figured some shit out. The dream sperm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to see that shit in 3D because like they fly at you and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't want sperm flying at my face. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. Well, maybe the first. I think I probably got the least to say because I've only seen this once. Oh, uh, so I'm I'm on the chopping block. Uh, I saw this, I think, probably middle school years, like maybe 12 or 13, and I, I didn't like it then. Um, and I didn't like it the other night when we had to rewatch it, and David said he had never seen it, so I just enjoyed watching him suffer. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this was a movie. Uh, and the entire movie, and Dave can attest to this, the entire movie uh, with Mr. Cotto, I kept saying, that is a horrible wig. That's a horrible wig. <laughs> this, there's no way this man's hair looks like that. And Dave was like, it probably is his hair. And I was like, oh, that's awful. And then I looked it up and looked up at a picture of him from Reservoir Dogs. And I was like, yeah, Dave, I think you're no, right. Midnight Run. Midnight Run. <laughs> he wasn't the one that Either way. Midnight Run, he's got the same hair. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, Dave, I think you're right. Either way, his hair was what mainly caught my attention. Uh, I, you know, I thought that Brecken Meyer's uh, death or his like sequence, it was kind of funny. It went on way too long. It really it was did. rather long. It went on like 15 minutes too long. Just kill the kid. Just, just fucking kill him. Um, it, it just, I don't know. Like, I've watched this one. Candy, please help me out. How much worse can the, the remake be compared to this one? Because I haven't seen the remake, and I really don't want to. Uh, don't, don't watch it. Just don't. Okay. 
not so, worth seeing, but in my opinion, like it is like Gone with the Wind compared to this movie. And <laughs> the remake is bad. Right, Gone with the Wind had a conversation. Bad. Oh no. But you know, <laughs> Miss Maggie Miss Maggie over here, Billy Zane's sister, like between her and John Doe, uh their emotions never really truly match what they're trying to say. Like they'll scream something they really shouldn't scream, and they just say something they probably shouldn't scream. Zane's <laughs> <laughs> got yeah. this kind of vibe, like her brother Billy, who is I think they're both insanely attractive. And when you see them at Oregon, mm-hmm. they're always next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very delightful people. But they're they there's they have this kind of otherworldly quality to them the way that they speak and the way that they present themselves so yeah lisa zane just it's just it seems like a zane thing i guess maybe yeah i I do like her actually but i think she's beautiful and awesome Mm -hmm. now i have to say the whole death with the q-tip and everything i completely missed until just a few minutes ago that he was deaf and had a hearing aid and my whole problem with the whole scene was, okay, you stick the Q-tip in, whatever. You, He's not, you know, you can rupture your eardrum, whatever, he'll still be able to hear. But they chop off the external ear, and, and I'm looking at Dave, and I went, he'd still be able to hear. I exactly. did not even pick up until so a few minutes ago eyes. that she had a hearing aid, and he was actually deaf. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't he supposed to be deaf in just one ear? So why would he took out the hearing aid? Could he not hear at all? I don't know. I missed I think, that. I think maybe uh, it was completely deaf in one ear, and then the other ear um, with the hearing aid he could hear. Oh, okay. I, I but only I like- with the hearing aid because I took it he was completely deaf in the other ear. That that was always my impression. During his death, the the hearing aid on his face it looked to me like a someone's pet hermit crab. Oh. It was just kind of like <laughs> yeah, where it's like that spider thing that fucking creeps me right the fuck out. Yes, I don't want anything crawling in. I mean, no, it was it was Vargas and Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it was very it wasn't yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a great effect, but it was creepy enough. And then I kept getting attract uh, distracted by hair because Tracy and Spencer essentially have the same hair type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They do. I didn't even really pay attention to that. It was a very 1991 haircut. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes, it was. Dave. Um, so I, I'm guilty of not absolutely loving the Nightmare on Elm Street movies overall. There, there's too much comedy in them for me. I like, Aww. I like my horror nasty. Um. But you know the, the the first three I I like the first three the second one is brilliant for for the reasons we discussed and the third one's probably my favorite one, uh, but this one it, it lacks any of the darkness of the other ones. It's just <laughs> it's just uh, Robert England just hamming it up. If you if you edit this movie if you edit out all the time that someone is just screaming for whatever reason this movie would be about thirty seven minutes long. It's just people <laughs> screaming. For an yeah. hour and a half, like Christ, is he still falling out of that fucking airplane? Welcome to <laughs> oh episodes. And and then the thing with, with the 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 uh, what was the, the Carlos? Sure. How long yeah. is he screaming that? Is it twenty minutes? He screams before his head explodes. Christ, I wanted my head to explode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely goes on, but I mean, well, I, th- I think it adds to that scene because it is a very uncomfortable scene. 
Yeah, I think I prefaced Dave when I queued it up the other night for us to watch. I went, honey, guess what? It's only an hour and 29 minutes long, and we can give like five minutes to credits. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that was the positive we had. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say that first, the very first scene where we see the John Doe fall, like when he jumps out of the window and he's falling, rolling down that hill, that goes on for like a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. It's just it, him it rolling down the hill. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Let's go. Uh, go ahead erica sorry oh i was just gonna say that um i think the end credits are actually the best part of the movie <laughs> yeah because you get flashbacks through uh, well, well i mean you probably mean for a different over, reason but the, I like the, the montage of you got the, the iggy yeah, pop song which uh -huh. i really like that iggy pop song um I, I actually do like some of the rock songs in this movie like the i think and the, brian the may theme. from queen did the score okay no, no, no. other think, other brian may yeah, I think like that oh. opening song yeah, that, that played Brian during May, the first. Uh, he's from Australia. Oh okay. well, fuck me! I thought I was wrong all these years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think he caught song, the ending. I think it's Goo Goo Dolls in the opening. Yeah, scene. yeah. I like that song. Um, I like the montage they put together at the end of uh, some of the more creative kills in the series. But yeah, like we see like. Kincaid and and yeah. all the um the the Brooklyn Prime yeah Prime just to remind us that the series had been cool in the past. Iggy <laughs> <Right. laughs> Pop's got that voice that kind of, where he can get like that, that real deep voice, you know, like mm -hmm. Freddie's dead, you know. Like, but also, it, it, it does cool. it, it does that at the beginning too with the opening quotes, the one you know, "Welcome to Prime Time, bitch." I but, love what, that. And the best thing is in, in your movie is a quote from a different movie. I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. that's not a good sign. That's a great. That's that's one of my favorite Freddy kills of all time. Is that? Oh yeah. yeah, welcome yeah. to prime time, bitch. Like I want. I'm actually gonna. Get, I want that tattooed on me. Welcome to prime. Yeah, time. That, and that's a great oh. effect to the the whole thing with the arms all mechanical picking her up. That's you know, it's a great effect. And his head popping any... up through the TV. It's yeah, that's good. Cool. That's that's actually incredible. I think that's one of his best kills ever. Yeah. Anytime I think of like Freddy. You know, this day and age, I always think of Rick and Morty and Scary Terry. Scary Terry. <laughs> yeah, my brother always sends me that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to put bitch at the end of every sentence. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you got gonorrhea, bitch. <laughs> and also, yeah, um, like, it, the, a movie like this, because, you know, the dream world, so anything's possible. Like, in any scene, no matter what's going on in the back of your mind, like, well, this could be a dream. It kind of, if everything can be a dream, then it takes away any of the tension. It's kind of like a lot of time travel films. You know, anything can be anything then. If they can, you know, you, there's no, some time travel films do it okay. But I think for the most part, once you start, like when I was watching Lost back in the day, and you started realizing there was going to be, there was going to be time travel, then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm out. Because anything can be <laughs> anything at that point. It's the same thing with the dream world. Anything that's going on, you can go, oh, it was just a dream. I <laughs> gotcha. Like, ah, come on. I, I I don't know, but I think yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting though is this was uh, okay. Uh, how do I avoid certain traps? I'm just gonna have to go for it, okay? Because there's certain things I don't want to bring up. But um, this was the highest grossing. Opened up at number one at the box office when it came out. Um, the mayor of Los Angeles um, declared September 13th uh, Freddy Krueger Day. But then a lot of people, you know, in the 90s, everybody started getting tight ass about shit. And, um, you know, like one thing about the children shit and that's clutching their pearls. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
you know, they were like, well, we can't celebrate a mass murderer. And Robert England was like, it's different when it's true crime and a fucking fictional character from a movie, like calm your tits. Um, but they did this big PR stunt um, where um, like New Line Cinema held this like mock funeral for Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, like L.A. did like a big to do, um, but it was at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in L.A. But yeah, this opened up at number one. Um, it, it was the highest grossing um, Nightmare on Elm Street film in the box office for a very long time until another movie. Now, I don't consider it canonical. Um, Freddy versus Jason is not canonical to me and I don't understand. And I'll bring this up uh, more on the next episode. I'm just going to touch on it briefly. Um, I don't like that. Freddy it's Freddy versus Jason, right? Like, like both franchises, but it's only in the, the Freddy set. So it's considered canonical, but it's not considered canonical in the Freddy, the 13th stuff. So whatever. So, so that was the movie that beat it out technically in the in the franchise but i i just consider this to be the one because i don't count that as a freddy movie yeah well um, another thing that more like a jason film another thing that pops up too is it, with the whole canonical non-canonical thing is so this is actually set in 1999 um is is when the movie is supposed to take place yeah and and so freddy dies in 1999 but then two years later we get jason goes to hell and at the end of that Mm. spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it um (laughs) at this point but at the end of that you get freddie's glove that comes up and grabs jason's mask and pulls it down to hell and so that kind of threw people for a loop because it's like you know how could that be possible if you know whatever people looking too deep into these movies um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta it, repeat to yourself. It's it's just a, a film that should really just relax. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when it, it with this movie, like like the thing that I think irritates me the most is that you get the you get the Freddy backstory, and you see the flashbacks, you know, of Fred Krueger with his wife and his little daughter and all that stuff. And we don't need that. I, I think is, you know, Dave, we, we talk about backstory a lot and, you know, there's certain things you want to know, but I think only knowing the bits and pieces about him being a child molester and what happened to him and how he became, you know, this legend, this, iconic villain or whatever that that haunts people's dreams like we didn't need that fleshed out i think over the course of of five or six movies they did a good job of giving us an idea of why he is why he became what he became i didn't need to see it in the flesh i actually like the flashbacks and let me tell you why and this is just maybe obviously me but um you know getting to see robert england you know we realize he's a father and that kind of adds another layer and aspect for me to this character, you know, this quipping, you know, kid killing child predator motherfucker, you know, one, he's a fucking abusive piece of shit to his wife and kills her and his daughter sees it. And it's like, and he loves his daughter, but he's killing these other kids. And it, it kind of gives this different layer that I, I, I just like seeing layers on him. You know, so where we have this kind of what we call the Looney Tunes, you know, Freddy movie 
like, you know, just like we have the Scooby-Doo Jason movie, but, you know, this is the Looney Tunes movie, but this is a moment of seriousness that I think, uh, you know, does something good for the movie, you know, like, yeah, you know, he's, we know him as this like over the top character, but he's a father and, you know, um, obviously a sick, twisted motherfucker. And, um, you know, but I just, it was just interesting to see him in the father role, in the husband role. We see a little bit more of like, like he wasn't just like, you know, drinking moonshine in an alley or something, you know, the whole time. <laughs> like he had a home, he had a life. And that's how, you know, going back to the original film, um, you know, he lived in a neighborhood with these parents, you know, the, the ones that burned the fucking house down. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, but I don't know, you know, it just gave me a whole like perspective, and I think that's what they were trying to do. But maybe it only meant something to me. Like I, I yeah, kind of well, seeing it. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure it meant something to somebody, but it's like then you cap <laughs> then you cap that off with these really shittily done like tadpole dream demons that you know they come up yeah the dream demons fucking sucked man and they're like and they're like we choose you because you were the most vile evil person that we have ever come across and you were gonna get this power and invade these dreams and it's like are you fucking kidding me like this guy like dream demons are gonna help him like you have all of these other more more vile cruel people in the world and it's Fred Krueger. But I mean, we see in these little bits of flashbacks, you know, when we're doing our little Freddy vision, put your glasses on kind of situation, <laughs> um, going through his little brain things. And you see, you know, the whole son of a hundred maniacs. He was a child of rape. His mother was a nun who died. Um, and, uh, you know, so, and then, and, and then we see these little, he has a child, you know, he, he's, he kills the fucking Guinea pig. And, you know, and then he's put in all these different foster homes and then his foster father is beating him and he's just like, yeah, I like it. Keep doing it. Thank you, sir. May I have fucking another. And, you know, we see all these tendencies that would definitely go on a, you know, um, you know, the, the checklist, as we know, like, you know, these are the people that are going to go on to be mass murderers. Um, you know, what was it, Dr. Was it Dr. Henry Lee that created that checklist? No, I can't remember who it the, was. The, the, what is it? The triangle of yeah, like bedwetting, fire starting, and cruelty. Yeah. About that. yeah, yeah. So we're like seeing that we're getting that perspective. But at some point, he was able to assimilate enough to get a wife, have a own a home, um, have a. It was nicely manicured and done and whatever. And he has a child, but he's a sick motherfucker still. And, and, and you see that in, in true crime, um, actually, you know, where um, sometimes they're married with families that have no idea that, you know, or like fucking, what is it? Uh, Ted Bundy, you know, like who would have guessed yeah. because he was doing all this, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, uh, I just kind of like that aspect. I liked having a little bit of that because this is supposed to be the final nightmare. This is the, the, the end. And we're finally getting a little bit of a peek into, and, and maybe I'm being serious, but you know, I just, I just have an affinity for this franchise, but I just, I enjoyed that little peek. 
Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, I thought uh, yeah, in the classroom scene, the the teacher had the uh, timeline on the chalkboard, and I wanted I wanted to see more. And then I kept wanting to pause it to look because he was like Hiroshima, Nagasaki. You know, he had all these various events. And that would have been cool to have, see a little bit more of that. Well, he's got eighteen forty nine Marie killed, and that's talking about Marie Manning, who um, was hanged with her husband for killing her lover. Oh, see that would have been, that would have been a little cool. I just wanted to see did anybody else when when they when you saw what the little dream demons look like, did anybody else think of Sega Seaman? With all the video game jokes, I mean that uh, yeah. that's hilarious. You know, I think I'm the most upset because Freddie's a ginger and I take offense to that. And how can <laughs> that was Chucky. Chucky's a ginger too. I can accept Chucky. We are like Chucky when we're toddlers. Um, but then, like, I was talking to Dave about it. I'm like, you know, how is Freddy still around if gingers have no soul? Like, I'm confused. I'm really because confused. Because he heals the souls of others. That's uh, right. Yeah, my, my twin brothers are gingers, so I can attest that uh, they don't have any souls. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I do love my brothers as much as they get on my fucking nerves. Still. They're and we can, and, and she can say that because they don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's right. My family doesn't give two fucks about anything I do. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> you know, I got really confused. And I know, you know, the 90s were a different time and everything. And we got this huge ass fucking ratted out van with graffiti on it. But did anybody else think they had an endless fucking gas tank? Like, <laughs> yeah, where's they, the gas coming from? Yeah, because they like went in circles till it was night. Yeah. 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 Like, I need like, something with that MPG. Like, just what the fuck are y'all doing? What, what kind of gas y'all got? Maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I think that piece of shit had great gas mileage. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think in the mouth of madness did that same concept better. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I did? Like, there's one thing I wrote down here that I did that made me laugh, actually was the scene when John Doe is on the bed and he says, nothing is going to make me get off of this bed. And it yeah. lights on fire and he goes, he's like, damn it. Yeah, because we had that sort of Groundhog Day thing going on there for yeah. a minute. Oh, that, that, the, that, was, that was pretty cute. Because the, the way he reacted, he like, he's just like, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, the scene on the plane where he's like, like, I hate flying. And the old lady's like, stop being a pussy. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he cracked up. And I cracked up. She went flying up and he went flying down like day. Yeah. Well, that's and then that's the whole again, the Looney Tunes thing where he's falling out of the plane and, you know, the the parachute the comes out. Freddie's right. in the parachute, cuts that. And then you see Freddie on the ground and he's slowly back in that bed of nails. Yeah, that was kind of cute. And then he and, and then the he, he stops kinda, and he, he like. Yeah. yeah, like he's exhausted. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of cute. You know, it, when we when we saw like him fall out of the plane at the beginning, and then towards towards the endish when he's falling, it has the parachute. I told Dave, I said, look, they shot that scene once, and they meant they were fucking using that scene as much as possible. Shit, really? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and you know to to touch on the whole uh, gamer Freddie. Um, you know, at this point, we talked about this doing, doing a couple of the other Nightmare on Elm Streets, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, New Line Cinema, and the house that Freddie built 
like he saved that fucking company and they're going to milk Freddie for everything that he's fucking worth. And any, any opportunity they can, I mean, we're talking about, I had all kinds of Freddie memorabilia growing up. I had the talking doll that you pulled the string. I had the, like the, it was like a wrestling buddy pillow, but it was <laughs> Freddie, you know, I mean, I, Freddie pajamas, like they mass marketed it, was marketed it. towards children. Yeah. Very similar to how star Wars did Man, their the marketing. The 80s were fucking cool. The eighties were cool. <laughs> lunch boxes, you know, all that stuff. And I have my Freddie metal lunch box. So as as the as the franchise grows and as as the movies go, you know the deaths have to become more extreme, but they get to a point to where it's it passes you like you can't get more extremes. So now we have to do absurd. something different. So so let's do absurd. So then they they become absurd. They become idiotic. They become campy. Mm-hmm. They become you know like I think back to like um. Dream Master's not my favorite Freddy, but the motorcycle death in that. Oh, that's in that's uh, Dream Child. Dream or, okay, Child. Dream Child, Dream Child. The motorcycle death in that fucking I love that death. That I thought that brutal. death was fucking I cool as shit. But then you also have like Skater Freddy <laughs> and Super Freddy, you know? Yeah. And so it's so it's not out of the realm of possibility that you're going to have gamer Freddy, you know, because he's just riding on different, you know, if they made one today, if the same, if the, if we were still doing this franchise, you'd have Freddy and Fortnite, you know what I'm saying? Or, or Minecraft or, you know, it, they just, they just ride the coattails of what's popular at the time. You know, I'm and surprised. I gotta say, like, it was such like poeticness almost to like, Cause you know, Freddie wears a fucking glove, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we've got Spence who's like really into his video games and, and getting high. And, you know, so his nightmare, you know, I, I love that in- one first, the Inagata DeVita and the, and the um, playing and the fucking TV thing and the colors, but, um, but what an opportunity to, to be like, now I'm playing with power because that one, the fucking power glove for the NES didn't ever work. It no. never worked. The thing was the most expensive <laughs> piece of fucking shit. It did not work. I hated it because it was like you've been this for A and like fuck it. But yeah, I mean, he, so he's like, oh, okay, I can just use my power glove. I mean, it was an opportunity. Why not just fucking swing for it? You know, go for the fences, man. Okay, so yeah, I I don't object to the concept of the whole video game themed death. It's the the dumb cartoonishness of it. Um, having Spence like do all these little hops and bouncing up and down and hang his head in the ceiling. I, I actually stuff. don't like that. That was, <laughs> that was fucking stupid as hell. Like um, at least the Super Freddy thing in part five, it was comic book, not cartoon. Right. It's like the thing that would set um, that made Superman three suck compared to the earlier ones. There is a difference between comic <laughs> book and cartoons. Yes, Wait a minute, this is true. Brian, because I like that one. Wasn't that four? Like no, West I think Dave always yells at me, but since he's in the bathroom, I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I didn't like the cartoonishness of the deaths. Like, yeah, the the whole Spence. Um, yeah, like very slap sticky cartoon gamer death thing was 
more annoying to me than um, the mutant hearing aid Carlos death with the um, chalkboard. It's like, well, they were both fucking stupid, but the game thing um, pissed me off even more. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't mind the whole Spence thing because it made sense. You know, he's sort of fighting his father, his nightmares about that. But, you know, like I said, we got that cool in got to be the visual thing. But like the whole bouncing around the house, I just like, okay. And they're all like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? I've been like, what the fuck? Well, and they they couldn't even just stop with the bouncing and putting his head through the ceiling. Then they had to do the one where he's going spinning in between the the doors in the hallway. Yeah, we're punching the holes in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cringe like and i guess i get like they're trying to mimic the actions because the act think think about it in 90 back in in 91 the mm-hmm. actions in in a video game are very limited to yeah. j- jump and punch like you know i'm thinking of kung fu i used to play kung fu on the nes oh my back god in the, the day. game was torture man and you and you just jump and kick and that's it and yeah. and so they're i see that they're trying to to mimic something like that but it's like why does he have to do it in the real world like in the real like he's, world that's yeah he's in a dream like we're talking about we're a franchise where it was like epic just to be able to grab a piece of freddy's shirt and bring it out of your dream into reality now he's acting out in reality what he's doing in a dream and that that to mm. me was stupid like yeah. I think I think like being sucked into the TV and into a video game is is okay because I mean yeah. shit, we saw what we saw Joey get sucked into a waterbed in yeah. in one of them you know what I'm saying or <laughs> and we, you know, we saw you know Glenn I mean we've seen completely. some <laughs> we've seen some outlandish shit I we saw a topless nurse spit tongues to tie <laughs> to tie his arms and legs to the bed yeah, you know that I mean confusing. We've and, and I've seen a dog piss fire. I mean, it's the, the Freddy movies. The Freddy movies do some some outlandish shit, and so getting sucked into a video game and getting beaten to death by your father is not mm-hmm. out of the realm of possibilities. It's just why did he have to act it out in real life? That right. to me was, was just ridiculous. Pushing the envelope, like we're already going real fucking stupid on this. So, right. Like, this is at the, the time. Top. At the time, this is the last. <laughs> Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, Bob let's just Shea, fucking go, that get stupid. Motherfucker was even like, I'm tired of. We want to focus on other projects. Is literally what he said. Yeah. So like he he wanted to sink it. But he didn't. So. He he didn't hold back from being in the movie. He was the uh, the guy in the ticket booth. Because he's a good yeah. fuck. I don't yeah. like Bob Shay. It's the house that Freddie built, and then suddenly they were too good for Freddie, and then they, you know, they're like, yeah. we're gonna go out like a wet fucking fart. Sometimes <laughs> maybe. I'm a shark. <laughs> well, that's, there's a reason they came back. They brought Wes Craven back for New Nightmare. I love New Nightmare, and I oh, don't I do too. Like we, I don't feel like it got the scores it should have gotten when we covered it. You know, you know, probably if we would have seen this one first and then New Nightmare, yeah, it probably would have gotten. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, we still haven't covered four and five, but I think those are the only ones we haven't covered. I was still upset with with how low everybody scored dream warriors which is my favorite so yeah I, i've got some issues like no, nobody's ever kind enough to the freddy movies for me and we got to re-record the, the original nightmare on elm street because That's the true. audio got completely boned on that one so we're going to redo that one 
I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to because I'm the old curmudgeon. I'm like, oh, kids today with their horror movies and their video games. Their long hair. I wasn't really the target audience for this series at all. Yeah, I was. My mom was a big fan. This is this is kind of topic. How old your mom? She's 61. I know this is kind of off topic and we had talked about it earlier, but it, for some reason it just popped in my head when we were talking about the script that Peter Jackson had put together for this about mm-hmm. them going, going into the dream and in drug fueled slumber parties to beat the shit out of J- uh, Freddie. That would have been awesome. Have any of, have, have any of you seen talk to me yet? I no, no, I, okay. want to. I fucking because, loved it because that's what I was thinking of when I read that about them like being addicted to to going into their dreams to mm. beat the shit out of them because it kind of has the same theme. I know I'm not going to say any anymore, but but there's there's kind of a same a similar theme to that. And, and I started thinking about it and I was like, I loved talk to me. So I'm like, I think that would have been a really cool fucking idea. They need to bring it back and try that. Yeah. Now, yeah, well, not David Gordon Green. He doesn't need to touch. No, him. no, he's not David allowed to Gordon touch. David Gordon Green shit. should not only not be allowed to make another horror movie. He should not be allowed to make another movie ever because he's grounded <laughs> from fucking movies. He, <laughs> I hate him so bad. If I saw him on the street, I'd kick him in the fucking shin. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I, you disrespect my house? He, he doesn't need to touch anything, including himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he was on the last drive-in, he picked the fucking stupidest movie. I'm like, I just got his little bitchy Mark Zuckerberg-looking fucking face. Oh, what did he, what did, what did what did he, he pick? pick? I don't remember. It was Angel. Oh, oh yeah, that was kind of boring. Oh, I mean, the, it was, was so the little, boring. A schoolgirl hooker one? Yeah. yeah. That, that, movie, actually, that movie is the guy who plays the killer in that that scene where he's sucking the egg. Pretty, I think that's a pretty effective creep out. I mean, it's just like that, that, it's and that the guy, last that, drive-in. Like, yeah, that's not I the didn't right. show up for the watch fucking Angel. They're like, oh, we have David Gordon Green on here. He's a total fucking puss. Everybody's on there like blood sucking freaks or things or castle freak and Angel, right? Angels Industry movie though. Actually, I, I like that movie. It's the the, the guy who plays the um But it didn't need to be on the last drive in. No, it doesn't. You're right. It's the wrong venue for that. But actually, Angel's an interesting movie. You know, the best thing that came out of this movie is John Doe's daughter is young Gamora, and she is the one, the child who starred in Barbie. That's the best thing that came out of this movie. Oh my god. I've saw I've I've seen Barbie three times. Yes. <laughs> so America America is it Ferrera? Yes, the one who plays her daughter in that movie is John Doe's daughter. Well, she's a, she's a cute girl. Yes, and she can act. And I like I, I like America Ferrera's like different speeches about being a woman. I'm like, God damn, that's like fucking like mm-hmm. mm, that is on the money. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're talking about Barbie. I, I I'm a Barbie fan. I yeah, got these Star Trek Barbies. I collect them, and mine are still in the box with like Ken, um, and um, you know Barbies. Like, I, I have to show it to you. It's really fucking cool. Nice. I, I always wanted to collect Barbies, and I've been able to indulge. So, You're getting yeah. ready to go see that for a fourth time, are you not? Yes, I'm going to go see it for the fourth time with my mom. Right. She's like, I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, I'll go. 
<laughs> it's really funny. My favorite, my favorite thing to come out of the Barbie movie was uh, Charlie Kirk's forty-five minute panicked rant about feminism. That fucking oh, guy. Yeah. Oh my god! That fucking yeah, guy. Oh my, that was hilarious. <laughs> I watched that video. I like the fight between the kins. That oh, makes yeah. me laugh. I was crying laughing. <laughs> I had to tell Dave he was knuff. <laughs> you are. Yeah, you are knuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the kids just can't and Ash even liked pussy. it and Ash is, is not you know he, he was kind of like I don't know if I'll like this I'm like dude Alan stills the movie for me I fucking yes, love yeah. Alan yeah but I'm with you Dave like the total meltdown that right wing men had over the, the Barbie movie like this is exactly mm-hmm. what I mean, why yeah, I'm here like, we understand exactly what never, they were talking about <laughs> never given a woman an orgasm don't take it out on the rest of us <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah when a woman doesn't have an <laughs> orgasm they blame the woman it's like no I think that's your job buddy right that's <laughs> on you that's on you it's like oh no she's just a whore it's like no you're just really bad at this right <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> imagine imagine you're a girl on like your third date with Charlie Kirk and your first time in bed with him, and you're like, oh. you know, he's just like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you keep that look of disappointment off your face? You don't. You know, you just like. But see, and but see, where they go with that is that like, well, women don't need to have orgasms; only men do because it's for procreating. I'm like, are you out right. there procreating with all these women you're sleeping with? Because you're not. You're paying for their abortions. <laughs> Um, yep. Okay, sorry, got me started. No, no, it's Um, good. It's a you know, (laughs) let's make fun of Charlie Kirk some more. (laughs) I could do that all day. The material, right? Yes, yeah. As a a white, as a white male, too, I feel like I constantly need to apologize for those fucking guys. No, no. I mean, mean, as a white woman, I, I want to apologize for these women who are these white fucking right-wing women who want to take away the rights to women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're a yeah. woman. You're supposed to, we're on the same side, man. Like, no. Like, and, what's wrong and, with you? And, and you I, know, I'm just going to say, like, if anybody is listening to this and you like Andrew Tate, fuck off. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Turn on for you. Yeah, you're not. True. Yeah. You got that home that I just buy your sweetest, um, you know, penis and larger and, and think about your life and quit calling women sluts and whores because it sounds like you're the one with the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, sorry, we should stop it. High value man. That is not a, a high who, value man. That is a stupid man. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I, 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 I'm going to get angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't give them this kind of, yeah, yes, um, you can't give them that power. They cannot live rent free in my head. Yep, yeah, can't do it. Um, so, um, where was I going to go with this? <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought, and that's okay. All right, good night, folks. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, critics reviews. I know we're not doing reviews yet, but um, I'm really shocked by how low the critics rated this i mean low low low. (laughs) erica she's like no but i mean like no no consider it though consider some of the movies that are rated higher than this that are absolute dog shit hard rock zombies bad bad (laughs) oh i think that's high rating doesn't i mean zombies has a better fucking score i need i need to check that i i I know it's for real it's for real I stumbled upon a movie the other day that had a zero percent score, and I was like, "Wow, really?" Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes like, people review bomb stuff and, and sometimes people miss the message or whatever. I think, you know, this isn't a movie. Obviously, it's not meant to be taken seriously. And they're all like, oh, you know, it's not like they rated critics don't like Freddy movies. Like they don't get good reviews. Yeah, that's right. true. That's you know true. I think horror movies in short shrift. Now, now when you get into like yeah. John Carpenter territory, the critics like those and yeah, the critics like it 20 years later but when it comes out they shit all yeah, over it yeah they yeah. shit on it eventually but like yeah freddie still gets no respect he's rodney dangerfield and shit <laughs> i i've, I've like, said before I, I know i've said before in other on other episodes but if you love a movie because it came along at the right time in your life you, sh- you know that that then love that movie man yeah because it, i it's, unashamedly it's, love this movie I and a, a big part of loving a film has a lot to do with when what where you were what you who you were when that movie came along some movies come along at the right time for you doesn't mean that you know it's, it's that way for everybody you, i have you know, a very clear I, picture of, of of this time period that this film came to me one i was old enough to like you know really really be excited for this to come out um it was, you know, I was in, in junior high. I was a cheerleader. I remember um, watching it after cheerleading practice. It was like super exciting. And then reading about it in Bango, which is ahead of time, giving you a sneak preview. Yeah, I love just like, it was, it was a, an important film. Like when we covered Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, you know, I was really into puberty and at that <laughs> point, like way into it. Um, like I was like 13 years old and I was like, this came along at the right moment for me. So I will always <laughs> love that movie and Candyman. you know, um, you know, we had a couple movies around this time period where it's just like, I, I was, I was becoming a little bit more mature. Like I love Freddy movies for the kills and they were scary a little bit at first. Like the first one scared me when I was a kid, but I mean, it was, it was my thing. And, and so to be at that age and, the movie's coming out and I'm a little bit older. I'm, a, I'm feeling really mature. You know what? When you're fucking 11 years old, you're like, oh, I'm so mature. I, I, I'm so grown up. And, mm-hmm. and so it just felt like a whole different experience just in, in the years, you know, the time since five came out, you know, two years before. So I'm just saying. You're so allowed can, to love what you love. Can, mm-hmm. can we all agree, though, that like the 3D in this film was not necessary? It was like it the was last a, it ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. You've got various shots you could tell. It was like a lady. It's like a William Castle stunt, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, the whole thing was. I mean, think about the what do they call it? Ballyhoo. Um, mm-hmm. the Ballyhoo with the having the the fake funeral at at, at uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yeah. Um, you know, having a Freddy Krueger day. You know, oh, you know, this is the final thing. Sort of like Superman dies you know it, it was it was the horror equivalent of that yeah now was this yeah because this was this was two years before jason goes to hell so this was the first in the you know killing off the the slasher films slasher films were on their way out i mean yeah. they were on their way out well <laughs> so we thought well, I mean, they didn't get good for a while. They were, no. they were, they were, it was sort of like, okay, take, take, you know, glam metal, you know, Motley Crue creates it. It's pretty awesome. 
And then along comes like poison warrant winger. And suddenly it just gets watered down to the point where you're like, we need something else. Cause this shit fucking sucks now. It right. used to be cool. You know? So <laughs> I think, you know, it was, it was the, the market was completely saturated. And I think, um, you know, I, I like slashers, but I prefer Jalo, which is, you know, with Jalo films that that was like what created slashers in America was directly taken from Jalo films. Yeah. So, you know, it just kept getting watered down and watered down. And I think, you know, that's why they're like, ah, oh, we're going to bury Freddie. We're going to do something else. And, um, but you know, the nineties were a little bit of a dry spell after, after this, you know, first, you know, like Candyman, this movie, it, it all just kind of went away and then scream brought it back later on. I think I was a senior in high school when scream came out. Yeah. It's like the difference between like Jalo and then like the slasher movies in the eighties and nineties and were, you know, with the, the Jalo films, it was more about the kill and less about the killer. Mm. And, and then it kind of flipped on its head where with the slasher films, it's about the kills, but we have a villain, you have a villain and, and, you know, he becomes very iconic. So, you know, and you're very marketable, Myers, marketable to Freddy, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wise I love cracking. that they gave us all the shit when we were kids. Like, here you go. We don't give a fuck. Just watch it. Here's a dark crystal. <laughs> Here's Labyrinth. Here's a bulls to stare at. I'm don't like, what you blaspheme in here? I like the Dark Crystal. <laughs> no, no, no. I love the Dark Crystal. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, as a kid in the '80s, like they didn't really police. Like they, you know, there was no helicopter parents. We were latchkey oh, no. kids. You know, like here, um, we make Freddy toys for children. We don't give a fuck what you do, man. Just go out and ride your bike all day. I we don't know where the fuck work, you are. Yeah, but we have we have mostly young guys that work now. And I try to explain it without sounding like the old guy. Is that I, literally when we were kids, my parents had no fucking idea where I was. Yeah. Yeah, during, neither. Uh, during, during the summer, they had no clue where I was. No clue. I, I was my born mom, from eight in the morning till eight at night. They didn't know what the yeah, fuck I was doing. My mom, and they didn't care. Yeah. My mom was a stay-at-home <laughs> mom for, um, for a while till she went to work at the video store, which I was still pretty young. But it was still like, you know, on the day she was home, it was just like, Here's breakfast. Get the fuck out of the house. You Go outside. Get the fuck out of the house. And then you ate dinner. Get the fuck out of the house. The streetlights, come on, take a bath, go to bed, do it again tomorrow. She didn't know right. where we were, what we were doing, and um, we were no doing some clue. shit, too. And we, we got up to some stupid shit. shit. Oh, yeah. Doing oh, crazy my. bike stunts, climbing fences. Yeah, we go into the woods and build bike ramps in the woods and just fucking... Yep. Just I read crash. something um the other day. People, uh, I think it was on Reddit... And because um, I'm part of this Zennial group, because I'm like right at the end of Generation X and at the beginning of Millennial, it's mm -hmm. like uh, so that's where we're all a lot of us are mm -hmm. part of the Zennial group because um, I was born in 79 and they were talking about kids these days will never know the joy of finding porn in the woods. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you, no, just Dave, like, where you knew somebody who knew where a playboy was, but it was often on a trail in the woods and you had to go up there and everybody looked at a page, you know, or something. Yeah. Dave, we <laughs> had this, we had the same thing we had uh, in our area, the area that we lived in, there was a like grassy field and it was fenced off and there was like, it was right by the, the Indianapolis motor speedway. And that's oh. where they, they, they had all of these, speedway. they had all of these big like oil, tanks back there and yeah. so i'm sure it was all private property but no one ever policed that area i was constantly so, on private property so we That's had good. we had some friends that were real big into like bmx bike uh they were a little bit older than us and they had made a hole in the fence 
And so we went over there one day and rode through these trails back through these woods. And sure enough, right smack dab in the middle of all that, they had made this, this oval bike like course, like an obstacle course. I had a couple of jumps on it and we would ride that thing. Like something that if your mother saw it, she would. Oh my God. Yeah. So, (laughs) and funny story about that. So my dad, who was, you know, alcoholic Vietnam vet, always wanted to to be cool he was never my dad always wanted to be my friend you know all this stuff i end up telling him about this this track back there so he wants to go back there and watch so he's back there watching and he gets the idea that he can do it and the very the very first like ramp that he hits Uh he come he comes down misses the seat and racks himself and the dude pissed blood for like three days straight and my friends laughed so hard and i was so embarrassed because i'm like why right you you why it's one thing that you wanted to come back here it's another thing that you had to try to show off in front of all my friends you know know, my favorite embarrassing story about your parents is is the foot when they guys were throwing the football though oh god i i don't even want to talk about that (laughs) you're gonna make me so so I was probably 13, 14. I, we had just moved to the town we live in now. Um, <laughs> We're I, out in the burbs now. Yeah. And because the I, city is dangerous. My, my parents had divorced and my mother had remarried my stepdad and they were, it was fairly early in their relationship. I think they maybe had been together a year. So, you know, just like in the eighties, in the nineties, we would go out and I was getting into skateboarding at that point and I was out skating all day, all night. Mom didn't know where I was. And so this particular night we're out in the, my front yard and there's like four or five of us from the neighborhood and we're all just kind of shooting the shit, throwing the football back and forth. And this one kid, he keeps throwing the football and he's throwing it over everybody's head. It's going over the privacy fence in the backyard. And the first couple of times, you know, he'd do it and he's like, oh, shit, sorry, I'll go get it. And he'd go back there and get it. Well, we're all just kind of bullshitting each other and we're, I'm not even really paying attention. So after about the third or fourth time, he's, he throws it over my head again and it goes over the fence and he's like, I'll go get it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you just wait. I'll go get it. Because at this point, I'm starting to realize like he's doing this on purpose. This isn't he's not accidentally overthrowing it. He's doing it on purpose. So I walk around, I come through the the back of the privacy fence and my parents are fucking on my living room. Oh, that's exactly where I thought it was going. And he, I, I'm, I'm surmising the first throw was an accident and he went back there and saw it. And so after that, he just continued to throw it over the fence so he could go back there and get a glimpse. And I came around that fence and I saw that and I was fucking mortified. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. It was it was embarrassing. Mortifying. It's just so weird because, you know, our kids are 23, 21, and 16, and they just don't, they never, they weren't, they're not playing outside type of kids, you know. Once, oh, no. once mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, got to be about the year 2000, which is when I had Nan, um, it was just like, you know, you watch them every second and they're always on their devices. And it's, just, you know, and she's trying to meet a new young lady to date. Uh, she came out as a lesbian and um, but she doesn't go anywhere. And, and I'm like, you you can't get to know somebody over the phone. Like, 
you got to go out and meet people. And they're, my kids just look at me like, what's going out and meeting people? <laughs> what's human interaction? <laughs> what is like, this? But, you know, and I, a lot of it, you know, cell phones, social media, video games. Like, I'm like all get of, your head all of out that, of there and get the fuck outside or something. All of that plays a part in that breakdown of, you know, uh, socializing, like human interaction. And I experienced Our it. kids cannot socialize at all. I experienced it in my late teens, early 20s, because, you know, the Internet was really becoming a thing in 93, 94, 95, whatever. And that was when I started. That was when I was in high school. And I remember starting to use like AOL Instant Messenger. Now, I had been on the Internet prior to that. We were like bulletin boards like back in the back in the day and stuff. But but once AOL Instant Messenger came up, like it became a lot easier to communicate with my friends. It became a lot easier to communicate with other people. So instead of having to call somebody and be like, Hey, are you home? I'm going to swing by. I could just, you know, I get, I log into AOL. He's online. I can just chat with him here, you know? And next thing I know, I'm at home spending hours because if you remember how slow the internet was hours downloading a song, so that I could burn it onto a CD and make a, you know, a mixed CD or whatever. So I could listen to it in the car and that would take hours because yeah, it was an undertaking. I'm, I'm getting on LimeWire or, you know, Pirate Bay or whatever. LimeWire was a shit. Or Napster. Yeah. Or Napster before Metallica. before Metallica. Yeah. But, you know, and so that took up a lot of my time. Well, nowadays, you know, I mean, look at... Dave, you, you game. Look at, look at the graphics. Look at the... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's enticing. I sat here, I'm I'm on vacation until I go back to work Monday. I sat here literally all fucking day and played Starfield. And, and I've been playing Cult of the Lamb on my And I, f- I feel absolutely horrible about it afterwards because I got basically <laughs> fuck all done. But at the time, you know, I, I'll, I'll sit here and play for two or three hours and I look at my phone and I'm like, holy shit. But we like, just I didn't even realize. No, I know, but I'm just saying, here. I'm just saying in general, in general, I can sit down and intend to just play a game for an hour and two or three hours pass before I even realize it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so video games are so engrossing now. Um, but even then back in, in the nineties, like I'd put Duke Nukem or new or doom on love Duke Nukem. and love could just Duke sit Nukem. there and, and just play for hours because you know, it, it held my attention. So but see, that's the thing is that we came from like, we can still be social. Like our kids, Oh, I can't. I can't. I mean, I have social anxiety, (laughs) believe it or not. I talk a lot, but I do. I have to take medication so I can whatever. But I had no choice. But, you know, the kids are like, well, I can't meet anyone to date. I'm like, you got to leave the fucking house sometimes. It's it's like weird. They never want to go anywhere. I've I've never done like Tinder or online dating or anything like that. But I can only imagine like how absolutely I've read horror stories. Yeah, um, fuck that shit. But I could I could only imagine like how uncomfortable that would be again (laughs) right i can imagine how uncomfortable that would be to like meet somebody online and communicate with them online and then have to meet them and be let down you know face to face because no one is ever lie no one is ever how they are on the internet whether it's you know using an old younger photo of yourself or you know i did i've I've done a lot of internet dating actually uh crystal i met online yeah. Oh, okay. I've, it, had most, I've had mostly good experiences, but you have to be able to, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. You know, 
when someone's bullshitting when they're not. Right. You have powers of discernment for crying out loud. <laughs> I, I, I actually, yeah, I, I had, I had mostly good experiences dating online. Did you? Yeah, I, n- I never did it. It always just, yeah, I don't I, know, I it just seemed lot. like a horrible. A I mean, technically, of, I guess we did, but we knew each other from childhood. Yeah. And so, like, we were in different states, and so our relationship started online, but we knew each other already. Although, yeah. I, guess I have to preface, I, and I understand this, that online dating experience for men and women are completely different things. Women yeah. get, oh, yeah. women get inundated. They are like... Uh, you know, uh, uh, goldfish drops into a tank of piranhas when they go online. We're <laughs> men, and it's it's got to be a horrible experience for women. When I uh, first started just doing the social media for the podcast, I got so many dick pics, and I would just send yeah, them. It, I would just it's be a like, totally you different. Go. If I got to look totally, at it, you got to look at it. So my hard and fast rule was no dick pics until the third day. <laughs> <laughs> Not the third date. The third. Remember day. that crystal? Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite story about the old days of the internet uh, i like to tell this to the guys at work is that when you're downloading a, a a picture of a woman you know from like playboy or something you had to decide at what point you start spanking it like because it's downloading like you know line by <laughs> a line so at a time like, is yeah. that a nipple do i start spanking it now or do i wait until something better you maybe, wait, you're not yeah. sure it was it was a challenge well, that was, you know, that i never was lasted this, long that was the scary part about being a teenage boy using the family desktop in the living room because i do not in, want to know our son's browser history at all no back oh, in the, look, i want to know go, go back in the early back in the early 90s you know the way to get a computer was through gateway you remember them dave I do and that's how we got a computer and and so my stepdad <laughs> my stepdad had was paying monthly to gateway to get this desktop and so here i am in the living room it's like i just got home from school it's like 3 30 my parents are home by 4 4 30 and I'm, you know, down, <laughs> downloading that picture, you know, and it's line by line and I'm beads of sweat are building up on my forehead because I'm like, am I going to get to something good before they walk in that door? You know, like like it was <laughs> it was a job done. <laughs> it was a race. It was a race. It was a challenge. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, I got to circle back around to the movie. At this yeah, point. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff, though. Let's yeah, go into definitely. the. Uh, do you got? Quality did you get content, some folks? That's our. That's what we do. Did you get some Twitter? Uh, Twitter reviews. I got a little bit of response to this one. I understand why we didn't get a lot. We've talked a little bit about why people don't like this movie. So um, I reached out on Instagram and um, Twitter and uh, or X or whatever. Fucking Elon Musk. Um, so I got one response on each, and one of them is from Ren. <laughs> So, um, our buddy Ren, um, he's, um, he'll be showing up again soon. Um, his review, it it says an absolute terrible mess. That is basically a parody of the rest of the series, almost cartoonish really. However, the ultra cheese of this entry actually makes it kind of enjoyable, but for all the wrong reasons that make a good nightmare on Elm street film. The worst part of the bunch. Four out of ten power gloves. <laughs> um, and then on Instagram, um, our buddies uh, who we're friendly with um, on social media in the horror community. Dissect that film. I know you've seen them around. Um, this was on Instagram. Um, it says, it's one of my favorites of the franchise. Super quotable, fun kills, and a plot line 
that I was super interested in. Of course, it's not Freddie's best look, but England kills it as always. And that's right. what I got. So one wasn't even like to play, <laughs> you know, usually they're pretty good. So I can play off the shitty reviews and they come in strong. But yeah, Ren was like, no, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks every thanks Ren and thanks dissect that film. Thanks guys. All right. Well, you guys want to hear some shitty reviews? Yes. No. <laughs> You're about to hear some. I feel like all I've heard of shitty reviews. <laughs> Crystal. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Perfect. <laughs> Even though this is the movie that they didn't use that. They didn't use the song, but sprinkled throughout in the background, you have the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe that's why they didn't. I don't know. Um, so we always start off with the Rotten Tomato scores. I'm going to throw something a little extra in here just because we had, we had briefly touched on it. Um, the Rotten Tomato score for this, the critics gave it 22%. Uh, and the audience gave it 32%. What the now, fuck, audience? Now yeah, I want it. It should have been lower. I want to. I want to use. I want to use the comparison that I mentioned uh, earlier. Um, Hard Rock Zombies, while it did not have enough critics to have a critic score, uh-huh. um, it does have an audience score of fifty six percent. You gotta be fucking kidding me! That, I'm that's not, I, I am not eh, kidding you. No. Um, also that, to that's psychotic. Also to preface um, the other insanely bad movie that we reviewed um the video dead does not have enough critic scores for for a critic score but it does have the exact same audience score 32 percent. and this is a way better movie than that last but not least i'm going to throw this on here um because eric is here and wishmaster in comparison with this um, the same exact critic score. Hmm. Okay. But, but the audience scores 39% versus Freddy's Dead's 32%. So very similar though. So very similar, yeah. So there you go. Just just to give you an idea of, of where this stands. I regret my if, Wishmaster score, and I'm sorry about that. I yeah, we talked about going it. back and, and re rewriting. We're gonna, we're that. gonna redo some uh just go back and say I want to change my score. And that's what we're going to call it. I'm going to change my score. All right. So for Freddy's Dead, we are starting out with Will H23. He says, the film is the Nightmare from Elm Street. Absolutely atrocious. <laughs> my eyes are burning and my ears are bleeding. No wonder they got Wes Craven back for the next one. Must have begged, bribed, and blew him. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex says, this fucking sucks. It really does. Freddy is a goddamn Looney Tunes character. The jokes suck ass through a straw. It's just a shit movie all around. The kills oh. suck. The stories suck. There's just no redeeming factors in this movie for me. The movie doesn't even deserve half a star, but that's the lowest I can rate it on this app. 
Wow, the ass juice. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Rock. Hydra. Hydra says, "Piss off, boing, 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 fuck off." Erica, this one for effort. Yeah, Erica, this one's for you. Uh, Lily Wilmore says, uh, "Piranha tadpole spirit things." Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean Doherty says, uh, whoever has endured this one deserves a medal. Dog shit beyond words. I want my medal. <laughs> me too. Me too. Jack Ball says, I can't think of a word to describe how bad this film is. I think I'd rather boil my nerve endings in crude oil than rewatch this. No, don't mm. do it. They <laughs> haven't seen enough bad movies, man. No, this I don't that think bad. so. Uh, JDJ1138 says, good Lord, this movie is like an endurance test. It's like it takes a sock and fills it up with rocks, but the rocks are made of the dumbest shit you've ever seen or heard, and it just keeps <laughs> pummeling you over the head with it for an hour and a half. Fuck yeah. No, that's overly that's harsh. The rocks are made of the dumbest shit you've ever heard. Very Nietzsche, very... Yeah, that's, that's funny. That is funny. Uh, Valerio uh, Shinetti. Valerio Shinetti. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, like the showy dude at a party that's trying to impress others with how funny and excessive he is. Freddy's dead. The final nightmare is a fucking pathetic loser at heart. Damn. <laughs> um, Willie says an unholy abomination against God. Ah. <laughs> Not true. Uh, Plamarco says there is zero difference between this movie and the average Looney Tunes episode. <laughs> I like That's Looney true. Tunes. Why are yeah, they so mean? Right, there's nothing wrong with Looney Tunes. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Looney Tunes, like, I have a like, platinum collection. I just put that shit on when I take a nap. Nothing wrong with Looney Tunes. Fucking uh, love it, Looney Tunes. It's Ray Peterson says, Freddy's dead. The final nightmare is what happens when a franchise they gave up long ago gives up all over again. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not lying. And oh. last, last but not least, uh, Alex Madden says, my expectations were extremely low, but what, and I mean this in the most sincere way possible, the fuck. Those are funny reviews. I disagree with them, but they were funny. Yeah. Well, that's the, I, that's what I aim for. I look for the funny ones. There were a lot of Looney Tunes references, but a lot mm -hmm. of them were real serious. And, you know, you get a, you get a lot of those. You hurt yourself doing that. You get a lot of yeah. those really serious, yeah. like, you know, they're so disappointed that, the, that this isn't a, a good story. And I'm like, dude, it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, it's. Yeah, not the story went out the yeah. window after three. Right. I mean, yeah. I guess four and five try. I really like three. I yeah. love three. I love three. I'm obsessed with Taryn. I have all this Taryn shit. Yeah. I was doing in Vegas. And, I was and, and, Taryn plus Freddie. So this one, you see that the blonde. What's her name in this one? Taryn. That, that they're trying to do that character again. It just didn't. Tracy. Just, Tracy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With Taryn, yeah. It just they were trying to do that again. It just doesn't. You know, you already spent that nickel. She, it just she's work. a lot more abrasive. She doesn't have the charm. That, right, she has, she's always full rage. Always pissed off. Ground. Yeah. But you understand why when you, she has her nightmare about her yeah, dad yeah, I know. and it's then just she burns herself. Yeah. I kind of felt for her. That's why I picked her as my yeah. straight name. All right. 
So I know I'm going to give this the highest score, clearly. Um, I give this 7.5 out of 10. Um, Johnny Depp getting hit with a frying pan. Um, <laughs> fuck him. Um, and, and I'm just going to say, I like Looney Tunes and I like Freddy. And you put them together and it's fun. Is it art? No. Um, it, you know, I'm not under any illusions that this is a fucking masterpiece. It's definitely um, not even in my top three of the Nightmare and Elm Street films. But I do think it's uh, better fair than um, something that's considered canonical, but isn't. Um, we'll get into that <laughs> time. Um, you know, I, I I was hanging in there. I was having a lot of fun. But when Roseanne and Tom Arnold show up, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck they up. You know, and I'm it's like... You know, there there are things. There's I have I have a lot of questions, but the movie because it doesn't take itself seriously. It's like the questions don't bother me too badly. Like they're they're in the town and there's no children and they're freaking out. Oh, children! Remember children? It's like what the hell is wrong with the people in this town? Are they on PCP? Like, and why did they even put on a carnival if there's no kids? Yeah, right. like it, it was yeah. like you know, but see, you can hurt yourself if you do that. So I don't <laughs> do it. It's just, but I think if you take out just that little brief moment of them showing up and and her being fucking Roseanne, um, and not that Tom Arnold's a better actor or anything, but um, yeah, I mean, if you take that out, like I don't mind it because it's just that kind of movie. I know what kind of movie I'm getting into. And uh, I'm one of the few people that I do enjoy the 3D part just because we get to be in Freddy's brain. I, I Like I said, I, I enjoyed getting a little backstory. It wasn't a lot. It's these little flashes, you know, because we get that whole Son of 100 Maniacs, which was touched on in, um, you know, previous entries in the franchise. And, and we just get to see a little bit of it. And um, I, I just, I like the juxtaposition of like, you know, Freddie's a married man with a child, but you know, he's got a secret and the parents are going to find out, you know, and, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think, you know, it has good points. Um, I could have gone for some better kills, some better gore. Carlos's death is probably the best thing going on there. Like it's, it's funny. It, it feels like Freddy, like in all the other movies, it's very consistently Freddy. Um, not like some of the other shit, like with the parachute and stuff where it does get Looney Tunes. I mean, Carlos's death felt not Looney Tunes. It felt like something fucking Freddy would do in any of the movies. So, you know, it, it's the, the, the charm is there, but I think, you know, you could tell that Bob Shea was done. Um, making the movies he didn't want to fucking do it even though it was the house that freddie built which is pretty fucking disloyal and you know it's one of those what it should have could have i wanted that peter jackson script but okay mm. i'll take this and I, I i have an attachment to it you know we talked about this with monster squad and some of these films that we really liked as kids and this was one of mine and it's it's my dog and i love it you know it, is it one that I watch all the time? I mean, I watch it a lot, but like not as much as I'm usually putting on three or two no. or one. Um, it's sort of like the Romero saga. Like I'm usually with one, two and three. I, I've got to right. stay in the first three films. But, you know, I, I, I just I do enjoy it. And I think 
you know, it deserves a 7.5. It's a watchable movie. People were saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen. And I'm like, wow, you really haven't seen a lot of movies because <laughs> we've done way fucking worse movies on here. Movies that I was like, Jesus, goddamn Christ, ripped my eyeballs out. Um, yeah, so um, I just, I, I think it deserves, you know, a decent score and I'm going to give it to him. So 7.5 out of 10, Johnny Depp getting hit in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> I have come and I've got yeah. Nico. Do you want me to do Nico's? Yeah, now? go ahead and do Nico's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Nico had to attend an event tonight, so he couldn't be here. Um, and he was bummed about it. So, and this is, you know, bear with me because Nico's as long winded as I am. <laughs> El Jefe, the boss. Okay. He has 5.5 out of 10 Carlos's Q tips. I feel like this <laughs> film started the trend of filmmakers trying to. Uh, trying different techniques for the supposed finale in a horror franchise to an almost disastrous result. While nowhere near as atrocious as Halloween ends, it is also <laughs> not as clever as both of the dream demons, hockey mask, compadre, swan songs. This film is a mess from the start. And while there are some cool special effects and one truly epic Freddy kill with Ricky Dean Logan's ill-fated character, it just doesn't know what type of vibe it wants to send to the audience. I did see this opening night and the 3D Freddy Vision, Freddy Vision aspect, excuse me, um, of the finale was also laughable. Spoiler, it worked out about as well as it did on your DVD version. Here's hoping Scream Factory can do this justice in the future. In fact, one of the main things I remember about the 3D was the glasses themselves, as they had ads for two much better New Line Cinema films that came out Shortly after this, House Party 2 starring Kid and Play and Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be like a fast. Sorry, that's Suburban a candy Commando. moment. That I hated Suburban Commando. Okay. The cameos in this film were, almost, were also hit or miss, but mostly missed. For the two epic cameos of Johnny Depp, I mean, Oprah Noodle Mantra and Al... Noodle Mantra? That was his, that's, that's his name. That's how he was credited in the credits, Johnny Depp. Okay, I was like, what? Yeah, he I, was credited for some reason. And know, Alice motherfucking there. Cooper, we got Tom Arnold, Roseanne, and Bob Shea. No pun intended, but Robert England could play Freddy in his sleep. And it shows in this film as basic he as he basically sleepwalks towards another payday. While he <laughs> will always be a bright spot in any movie, including the Springwood Slasher, and involving this uh, the Springwood Slasher. The other few bright spots in this film are Leslie Dean, Lisa Zane, and the always on point Yafat Koto. Uh, Ricky Dean Logan and Brecken Meyer are also good in this film. However, they feel out of place in this particular Elm Street outing. If they had been in Dream Warriors and the Dream Master respectively, they might have truly stood out as more memorable characters. In the end, this had all the potential to be an epic conclusion to one of cinema's greatest boogeymen, but it falls flat on its face with too many odd decisions made by Rachel Talalay. A lot of the dialogue and scenes are way too cartoony and the payoff is the cinematic equivalent of blue balls. <laughs> wow. Thank you, El Jefe, the boss. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hop in. Um, I'm going to give this uh, six out of 10. Um, Freddy's on a broomstick. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like this movie, um, but that doesn't mean it's a good movie. And <laughs> that's fair. And uh, there are a lot of things that I think that they could have done with this movie to make it better. Um, 
but you know, I mean, there there are some some things involved in it. I know that the the director this was her first um, feature length uh, film that she had ever directed. Um, she's went on to do other things, Doctor Who. Um, but I know that at one point she got really sick and they couldn't postpone because you know it's New Line. They're on a fucking budget time constraint, so they had they had somebody else finish the film for. Her. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's, uh, you could see a lot of phoning it in, uh, in this, um, like we said earlier, you know, they screamed when they could have like spoke and they spoke when they could have screamed. I mean, just uh, some jarring moments in it. Uh, the Breck and Meyer thing, you know, bouncing around the house and all that stuff. Uh, but some truly iconic moments with Freddie too. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what I invest my time in watching Nightmare on Elm Street films is those, you know, funny, quotable. I I enjoy a dark Freddy. That's why I love Nightmare on Elm Street too. Um, and like Dave said, one of my all time favorite kills is Welcome to Prime Time, bitch. Um, and that's less funny, but it is funny. You know, it's it's funny, but it's not overly funny. And Freddie just over time just gets more comedic uh, with his one-liners and his quips. But this one is just like uh, off the rails. And I will not say it's a horrible movie, but I will say that in the constraints of the Nightmare on Elm Street universe, I think it is the weakest of all of them. Fair. Why are you looking at me like that, Candy? I didn't say canonical or non-canonical. I just said the weakest. That's what I was waiting for. I'm oh, like, no, no. You- I I said it's the weakest of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Oh, of the canonical ones, right? Of the canonical ones. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll write my list up. I'll give it to you later. I have it on my desk. <laughs> With my TPS report. Yes. Cover sheet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's up? Can I go? Get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Three out of 10. It sucked. I'm going to confess up front that I'm not the target audience for this movie. I'm here for films like when we did like The Bad Seed or Brain Damage or even Blood Feast. I went and revisited Blood Feast the other day uh, on YouTube. Some of that stuff. That's a twisted fucking movie, man. (laughs) We need Uh, a new bucket of blood. um, We do. the, the, The Freddy movies in general aren't my thing. And this one, probably the least of all of the ones I've seen so far. Um, yeah, it just, I, 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 it just, it's just not my thing. And this one is even less my thing than the other ones. <laughs> I'm going to have to just give it three out of 10 Sega, Sega semen demons. <laughs> Try to say that in three times fast. Sega semen demon. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> it's a and I'm sorry, I understand and I feel bad because I understand that we're all different and we all love different things for different reasons. And that's okay. Yeah. But I, I can't pretend that I like this movie at all. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, Gabe. It's- you should have heard him watching it the other night. It, it just- <laughs> I think at one time there was open weeping and like, I think I started praying at one point. To believe it end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming, Elizabeth, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that was me with children shouldn't play with dead things. I got up every like five I'm like, minutes. what's it been like three hours? I should go, no, 45 minutes. I go, oh, for the love of. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, I felt that way during some movies point. we've done. Yeah, he calls it at one point. And we were an hour in, hour in, and he went, "It's not been two weeks." 
<laughs> that doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, for uh, for me, I'm going to give it five out of ten. Endless graffiti van gas tanks. Uh, <laughs> I, you know this. It it's too comical for what it is, and it was too cartoony. I did appreciate some of the special effects. They didn't hold up. This was released in what ninety one. Yeah. They they just did this green screen. There's a blue screen. Didn't hold up. Dave and I watched the old monster movies of Godzilla and Gamera and uh, well, Gamera and um, he's the friend of children. Yes, he is. But we always yell he's still out turtle meat. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we always yell out toy boat, toy boat, toy plane. <laughs> and so when this movie started, we were like toy plane, toy house, toy plane, toy house. <laughs> uh, it 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 just I, I think I need something a little grittier. I I need something a little more dirty. Um just kind we of got some stuff coming up. Yeah, just don't, you know, string me along like maybe Tom and Jerry, but just get to the fucking end. Because there is for those that remember Tiny Toon Adventures, there is a new Tiny Toon Adventures on uh, I think Max and it's, it's yeah, Max has it. Yep. Yeah, and it's Tiny Toon University, and I'm so pissed off about it. The voices don't match, which I'm okay with. But then they made Buster and Babs twins, siblings, and I just I can't deal. I it's no. like me with the new Powerpuff Girls. I'm like, why? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't love the new Powerpuff Girls either. Um, it's but but this this kind of falls in line with that, like. Yeah, we get it. Freddie was cash cow. You were looking for a cash <laughs> grab. Maybe you should have cultivated this just a little bit more. Uh, but it, it, this ain't for me. <laughs> so uh, five out of ten endless graffiti van gas tanks. Okay. <sighs> All right, Erica. Well I guess unlike uh, the movie itself, you guys saved the best for last. Um, by the way, yeah. that is the dumbest tagline for this movie because they did not save the best for last. <laughs> to uh, lie. Yeah. First of all, I have to say, I um, you know, I, I didn't rewatch the movie, but I did do a little research into it. So some of these, you know, alternate scripts sounded really fascinating, mm -hmm. and I was just thinking, just imagine if we had had the Peter Jackson script instead of what we got. That would have yeah. been so punk rock. Like, you know, not only, yeah, not only would have this been a much better film, it also potentially could have saved us all from the Lord of the Rings movies. Hold me back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I don't like him. Um, yeah, like, uh, Andre also says that too. He's like, I hate hobbits, just fucking hate them. Like we are on that page together. <laughs> we anyway, can't be friends so, anymore. <laughs> back, back, to, back to the the movie in question. Um, I'm gonna be generous with my score because it did have a few redeeming qualities. Like I like I think Lisa Zane is really cool. I, um, yes. you know, like there were several solid actors whom I just felt bad for since they were in this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there yeah, were some, go to, like, you could do better. 
cool <laughs> concepts that like could have been done more effectively for sure. And um, good soundtrack, good end credits montage with Iggy Pop. So therefore I'm raising my score to a total of two out of 10. <laughs> Um, uh, sperm wow beer. candy's having a stroke i don't regret wishmaster now <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i really do <laughs> so yeah that's as high as it's gonna get um, oh my that's hilarious erica and, yeah another another thing i other than like the weird cartoony death scenes i fucking hate the death scenes also this whole movie looks cheap it, like even compared to some of the other sequels, which technically were on the cheap side, those looked a lot better than this looked. I I hate the way it looks. I hate um, Roseanne and uh, Tom Arnold in this. Uh, like they, uh, I hate Roseanne. Uh, yeah. Um, now. She sucks. I, I saw on YouTube. I can't remember which reviewer it was, but they made a crack about uh, this being a controversial scene in the movie because Roseanne would come out as a Freddy supporter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that is yeah, actually Yeah. My mom totally. Like Roseanne and she kind of acts like her so Oh no. <laughs> he does. No. My dad looks like John Goodman. I'll yes. Tell, I'll tell your mother. You better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I've got. All right. We, Erica, well, we, were, we, were, show, but... we were jumping around YouTube and we came across some old Judy Tenuta. And, and it made me think of what a shitty comedian Roseanne Barr was. When you watch Judy Tenuta and you and you th think Roseanne was doing the uh, comedy too, just there's no she's Roseanne's terrible. She was a terrible yeah. comedian. And a yeah, shitty I never person. thought she was funny ever. Judy Tenuta was a goddess. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, Erica, your last check will be in the mail. Um, <laughs> and been nice knowing you. What check? <laughs> Kristen Bain. I'm not getting paid shit over you, here. You haven't been getting the checks I sent you? That reminds oh, me. That's too I bad. That's funny because I do all the clerical stuff, so there is no checks. <laughs> Where are you getting checks from? All the all the I residuals I'm getting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. I'm not here for the fame. I'm here for you beautiful people. That's oh. right. I'm here for shitty movies, and this was one. We do some good ones, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got the car coming up. Yeah, awesome. um, we we have this terrible fucking movie. Oh, God, I'm going to need, like, to take Clonopin ahead of time. <laughs> maybe I'm a, really maybe an edible. I think I'm joking. When I get mad, I start to have panic attacks. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I, I actually do. That's why everybody's like, oh, you're so funny when you're mad. I'm like, you don't understand my heart. It's racing. Like, I get, I don't like to be angry. I'll make, I'll make um, sure really you're on excited. edibles. No, I don't want to be barfing or... into a bag thing. No. <laughs> um, I didn't realize the car was on our schedule. Yeah, we, we put it in, honey. Oh, did we? Yes. Yeah, because because I don't have to take notes. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm loaded for bear on that one. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, the car is not yet. Oh, okay. Love that movie. Um, We've got... Um, Harry versus Jason next week. Um, yep. we're, we're actually going to do a, a Brain Eaters episode, so we're covering the troop for our Halloween episode. Uh, that's going to... I might need a barf bag. Um, we're doing <laughs> one cut of the dead. 
Um, nice. This has been his closeout season seven. We actually spent an entire year on one season, which is amazing for us. Um, we've got Motel Hell. Um, yes. Serpent in the Rainbow that got rescheduled, so mm-hmm. it's actually happening. Um, Never seen it. Um, House of Wax, the 1953. Oh, um, yes. Yes. I'm not doing the other shit. And for Eric and I, Suspiria 2018. Cool. Nice. Um, and then we're closing out season seven and the year with Invasions of the Body Snatchers from 1978. Nice. And I do have a, a loose list of what's coming up and I can show it to you guys and see if you guys like what I put together for season seven. I have sort of an overview. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's going to close out the year. And then we start season seven after we come back from our holiday break. So that's just what's on the slate right now. See what's on the slab. Um, yeah. <laughs> a little Rocky horror in there. Um, I see you shiver. Within just a, Patience. Patience. Say the fucking um, word. So for <clears throat> plugs, um, obviously I, I gotta remember Paul Bear Press. Um we have a commercial that we are recording for them right now, uh working with Chuck and Christian, who run the company, um, that will be playing before all of our episodes. Uh, so that's getting worked on. And um you can save 10% off all apparel. Um, tapestries, uh, hats, things like that. Um, and that's with the code house scream 10. Mm-hmm. So use that at paulbearpress.com. Um, also, um, I'm gonna let Erica do final girl cosmetics. Uh, what am I forgetting? Six and stones. Six and stones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nico's not here. Um, that is, uh, we've got a lot going on with that. Um, we still don't have our fundraiser up because we've had some kind of things coming up, but um, it is happening. The trailer's coming. Um, that is being shot right now. Once we have that, then um, our effects budget will be going up and we are going to be doing principal photography, uh, you know, uh, filming next year. So next year, this is happening uh, for Six and Stones, but we do need your support. So go to um, Nico's link tree or actually uh, it's sticks and stones movie um, on Instagram. Um, there is, there's a threads obviously connected to the Instagram there. Um, it, there's a Facebook page, sticks and stones movie. Um, there's a lot of really excitement. Um, we have all the principal, like the main, cast together working together doing line readings uh they're just fucking amazing it's gonna blow you away so uh i'm really excited to be involved and we've um put a lot of work into it so so that's for el jefe the boss um that's all i got socials oh fuck yeah you found us (laughs) if you would like to find us again um we are on all major podcasting platforms um uh looking at our demographics most of you listen on apple if you listen to us on apple um leave us a review i'm not asking for a five star i mean like be honest with us like yeah bitch you talk too much and you spent (laughs) half of the show talking about uh growing up in the 80s and how kids today don't know how to be social and shit um yeah that's what we do and we have fun doing it and the most important thing is that you're hearing us and, and you're hearing the fun and and the joy and the friendship and the love that we have that's the most important thing to take away from any part of the show. 
but you can reach me. I run all of our socials uh, at house underscore screams on Twitter or X um, candy, the final girl on Instagram. Um, a lot of other platforms that's all in our link tree. It's link tree slash candy, the final girl. And I just like to say that if you're going to leave a review and if you're a part of a religious group that Erica or I have somehow offended or um, me, I talk about the Catholic church like crazy, please, please leave a review. I need something to laugh about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anything else? Not for me. <laughs> that cat. Okay. Um, Erica, what do you got for us? Yeah, just, um, I'm not super active on socials, but please check out final girl cosmetics. Makeup. Yes, please. Whoop, whoop. Please, please, please. Um, I know I've been a little bit behind, but trust me, I have been cooking up all these concoctions and I'm trying to get a certain formula, right? I thought I had it right. I need to do one more tweak and then bam, we're done. And so I can attest it's really great. Um, but I have to, um, I, I, I have to cook and, hand make all this stuff. So I I'm, I'm building up a small arsenal of just all the samples and all the little things uh, for that. So some new things coming along the pike. Cool. All right. Uh, I, I just love being here. It's a good Thursday night when I get to see all your beautiful faces. Same. And talk about movies, whether we love them or hate them. It's just that's right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always fun. If, if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. That's exactly. right. Exactly. That's what we said. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't fucking do it. Yeah. God, we're going on four years, guys. I know. I, I, yeah, unbelievable. Started with, I started here with Dawn of the Dead. Headed yeah, that was early bang. season two. You've been here for a long time. You too. and Aaron yeah. both. And then Crystal mm -hmm. just joined in too. And I I was like, she's sitting right there. Now. Like, have her come on. <laughs> just come on. Yeah, mom says you have to have prescriptions. <laughs> um you can find me at scare my best friend to death we're available on all um platforms for podcasts you can find me at scaremybff.com we have a uh buy me a coffee where you get uh, episodes early uh we just released uh dawn of the dead and dave guest starred for us so. nice Guys, cool. talking about my favorite movie again. Yeah, hell yeah! I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can get you guys all in soon. Oh yeah, and scare my best friend to fucking death because she <laughs> almost did not make it through Dawn of the Dead. Um, oh wow, yeah. I'm gonna say audition. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, she would fucking die for real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Erica, like, do you want to audition? Me and Erica both come on and do audition. <laughs> Bless. Yes, I love audition. I would talk about audition all day long. My best friend uh, is very Catholic and very sheltered, and I don't know that she could make it through audition. I think she'd be fine I, until the very end. I love audition. You know, I would I would say that about her, but um, Donna the Dead kind of scared her a little bit. <laughs> She's <laughs> never coming back. Podcast canceled. <laughs> we got things in the works like Bride of Frankenstein and Freaks and oh nice awesome you know, so the good shit yeah 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 I'm it. trying to start her off mild and build up her tolerance uh it it's just you know she's got to take one day at a time yeah <laughs> she's learning 
She is. She's learning. She's not liking, but she's learning. <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know that's a weird thing to say, but I've been I've been checking you guys out. I'm just not caught up right now. Uh-huh. I'm just really proud of you. Yeah. And and I know Erica does another show. And you and Erica, you know you can promote that on here. Like oh. I I don't own like you I want everybody I support everything that all of you do. All Absolutely. Of right. So I'm I'm also on a, a local to Lincoln, Nebraska podcast uh by KZUM, which is a nonprofit radio station. Uh podcast is called Cinema Roundtable. We do about an episode per month and um all of us are big horror people, so we do skew more heavily toward horror films, but we try to cover other genres as well. And is that like oh. available on? Oh yeah, and you can find it on iTunes, and like the uncensored version is on, um, I think, on Spotify, and that's where you can find all the spoiler stuff. And if we ever drop any salty language, it has to be cut for the radio. It ends up there. Okay, yeah, because no, cool. I, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I didn't know if it was, like, available. So I'm going to look it up and bookmark it so I can follow you. Because um, cool. I just Thank want you guys to know, like, you know, you guys know that I write and do all this stuff. Like, you know, we're all here for love and support. And just because, you know, it's one podcast, like, I want you guys to all promote anything that you're doing. I, I, I'm happy for you guys, and I'm proud of you all. Like, it, it, it takes a lot of balls to do this shit. Absolutely. And I'm your messy hostess. I, I do my best. <laughs> Some nights I get a scratch on, on the inside of my eyelid and I can't do a show. I'm yeah, out. it happens. <laughs> like in Casino, because I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> we watched Casino before we went, because, you know, Joe Bob's got that bit part in it. And, uh, uh, yeah, that is, I love him in that. And that yeah. Joe Pesci's line in that, because I'm fucking stupid. Joey Fatone's in that movie. And that's the best part about the movie. He's in that movie? Yes, fucking fight me. <laughs> he is. I, no, yes, I, mean, I like had the, no idea. I didn't put it together. He's, like, he, he's one of the performers while they're in the casino. Oh, oh shit. Oh, nice. I love fucking Joey Fatone. I <laughs> learned a new thing today. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So I just got to get through next week's episode, and then we got a lot of great shit coming up. So, um, all right. Be if ready you're a praying to, person, pray for me. Be ready to bite the pillow. Person, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. give, me some, give me some good vibes. Give me some thoughts. Yeah. Like, Should have saved some of those kidding. edibles. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she might need something a little stronger than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, yeah I, I just took an arco before the show. Like that, that'll, that usually will do me a little bit. Nice. <laughs> oh. So. All right. Anyway, I love you guys. And um, Erica, can you um, message me? I'm, I'm kind of putting together a couple of movies and we'll go back and forth on getting a couple of ghouls night because we're going to get a couple um ghouls night out um, in because we haven't done any this season. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in a much better place um, <laughs> mentally, um, I'm ready to, to do a couple of those. So just, yeah. just put together some and I've got a couple and we'll talk it over. Awesome. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Well, you guys have All a good right. night, and I, I love you so much. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. <laughs>